0: and we are live I'd like to say good morning to everyone we thank and praise god for your coming um we honor the lord for the presence of the holy spirit we are very grateful uh, for your presence we are thankful for those that are online those that are listening in uh we our listening um uh, hmm, uh, 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 community is beginning to grow more and we appreciate your listening in We pray that the Word of God has blessed you and has kept you and uh, gave you some direction. But this morning, we're going to begin in the book of Romans, um, chapter number 8. We're going to move through some scriptures. Um, We're going to talk about the travailing of the earth. We're going to talk about the travailing of the earth, the travailing of the earth. Father God, we just thank you. We bless you. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just take full control. Have your way in this place. Move me completely out of the way, and you speak through me, Lord God. Allow me to be a vessel. Allow me to be an instrument for you and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, talking about the travailing of the earth, beginning in Romans chapter number 8, Romans chapter number 8, You know, um, a lot of things that we see now, a lot of things that we see, uh, we wonder why things are happening the way they are with the creation, with the earth. But if we take the time to study scripture, we will learn there's a reason for everything. Uh, uh, A few days ago, they was talking about a volcano that was uh, in Ireland, I believe it was. And it was saying that for the past couple of years, it was beginning to erupt. But prior to that, I think it said it might have been maybe 60 million years ago before it ever erupted. It was lying dormant. So things are happening in the creation. And and there is is a reason why these things are happening. Uh, Earthquakes beyond measure. I mean devastation beyond measure. Uh, it is just strange and yet not strange, but we have to understand that the earth is intervailing the earth is intervailing the earth is having birth pains it 's birthing uh, something, and at the end we will come to understand exactly what 's happening here now Romans chapter eight verse number twenty two romans chapter eight <clears throat> verse number twenty two and we're going to read this verse. It says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together. And it says, Until now. The whole earth, the whole earth, uh, the whole creation is groaning, is travailing in, in pain and it says together, together with who? Together with mankind. It, 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 and it's because of the fall of mankind that these things came into play. So when it talks about the earth is mourning, is, is groaning, let's see how things got that way. Because there's a trapping between two worlds, all right? Now, let's look at Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3, Genesis chapter number 3, and we're talking about the travailing of the earth. Genesis chapter number 3, and we're going to begin at verse number 17. Beginning at verse number 17. Um, <clears throat> Verse number 17 in Genesis chapter 3 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Look at the big claws. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. So what we see is the result hmm, of the fall of man. And there's a cause and there's an effect. And that cause and effect, what man did, he was operating independently from God. He was operating independently from God. Because in the beginning, God had given him specific instructions, but man chose to operate independently from God. He no longer wanted to follow the rules and the regulations of God. God was very specific about what he said, and that was a reason for that, all right? And then uh, the Bible talks about how it was cursed, the ground was cursed for his sake. Now look at verse number 18. Verse number 18. Right, this is the results, hmm, the results of man operating independently from God. Verse 18 says, Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Thorns and Thistles hmm, shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Now, can you imagine in your mind, because man operated independently from God, where he was in the Garden of Eden and he was eating the fruit of the Garden of Eden, now he's been reduced to eating the herb of the field. I'm sure it was a shocker to Adam and Eve when they found themselves outside of the Garden of Eden. I'm sure it was a shocker because what they experienced and what they witnessed was so traumatic. Now, there are some places that talks about they ended up in a cave of treasure. That's something that you need to read on your own. You need to do some research, do some studying. But there was a place where they ended up when they were put out of the garden of eden now we have to understand that where the earth at one point it it did not have thorns and thistles (laughs) thorns will choke out that which is fruitful in us and it will reduce it will reduce us to eating the herbs of the field all right now let me show you something interesting. I'm gonna show you something interesting. All right. Now, looking at Genesis chapter number two, and we're gonna begin at verse number fifteen. Genesis chapter number two, verse number fifteen. I'm gonna share some verses. It's probably gonna blow your mind. It's probably gonna blow your mind what I'm gonna share with you. Okay? Because we're so we're so caught up in thinking that when it comes down to the garden of eden we got a bunch of trees but i'm going to show you something through scripture now in verse number 15 verse number 15 in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 says and the lord took the man and the lord took the man and that's a key word here and put now that word put there in the hebrew means rest it also means to settle down So what God did, he allowed man to rest into the Garden of Eden, to dress it, and to keep it. That was man's purpose. When he was put in a place of rest, he was to dress and to keep it. Man was never designed to work. But because man independently operated from God, a lot of things resulted from it. And let me, me, I won't be before you long. All right, let me let me show you something. Let me let, me, let, let us look at some things here. You see the purpose of man was to rest in that garden, rest in the, the delight of God, all right? Eden means the delight of God. Now, let's travel to the book of Ezekiel. You're going to have to follow me very closely. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Remember I told you that Adam, God put him in the garden, and that word put, that means to rest or to settle down. Number one, the first thing gonna blow your mind is there is an upper and a lower Eden. What we see in chapter 2 is not the beginning of it the Garden of Eden. It's not the beginning. All right, now, let's, let's look at this. Because you remember I told you to think about look, the word trees. Remember the word trees, right? Now, in Genesis chapter number 28, beginning at verse number 13, it says, thou, because he's talking to Lucifer, he's talking to Satan, he's talking to Lucifer, he says, thou hast been in Eden, the Garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Talked about the sorrows, topaz, the diamond, the ox, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and, and the gold. And then he says, the workmanship of thy timbrel and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Lucifer had everything that he needed when God created him. He had everything, everything that he needed. And when he talks about uh, it was prepared uh, in him the day that he was created and of thy pipes, he's talking about that musical, musical part of Lucifer. Now, let me show you how God describes him in verse number 14. Verse number 14. Now, verse number 14 says, Thou art, he's describing Lucifer. Thou art the anointed sheriff that covereth. That was his job in in the beginning. And then he says, and I have set thee so. God placed him there, positioned him there. And then he says, thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now, the stones of fire, these are the watchers. They're the watchers, okay? The stones of fire, they are the watchers. Hmm. They're the watchers. Now, as we continue, he says in verse 15, look at what God says about him. Thou was perfect in thy ways. From the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. He was perfect in his ways until sin was, iniquity was found in thee. In other words, what's happening, when you look at that word iniquity, what he had done was he had committed treason. He had betrayed the, the highest form that an individual could could betray. He had betrayed his country, his heavenly country. He had betrayed. He had committed an extreme act against the most sovereign God. God says, "You are you are a covering. You are a covering over my people." But sometimes. When, when, when God exalt and God uses and God blesses, that all of a sudden, somehow or another, we can get high minded. And that's what happened to Lucifer. He got high minded. Because God said he found iniquity in him. He found sin within him. He committed treason. Think about treason today. What is the penalty for treason today when it comes down to man in the natural? Now, in verse number 16, It says this, verse number 16, it says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering Sherb, from the midst of the stones of fire. So God said because of what he did, that was a, that was a result. There were consequences to his actions. There were consequences. Hmm. God said, I'm gonna cast you down. I'm gonna cast you down. We do know that he ended up on earth and mankind in essence really became his cushion. Hmm. Something you have to think about. Now look at verse number 17. He says, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by the reason of thy brightness. Do you not know we can, we can corrupt the wisdom that God has given us? He says now, you, your, your wisdom has been corrupted by the reason of, the, of thy brightness. It was something about him that got him caught up to want to exalt himself. And then God says, I will cast thee down to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. So what he's saying, listen, because you, you have exalted yourself. Because of what I made you. Because of how I designed you. God I can't use you anymore. See, that's why we have to be very careful when God gifts, gifts us with the gifting that he does. Because, see, the Bible goes in and the Lord says, now, he was corrupted. He had corrupted his own wisdom. We have to be careful when God blesses us with wisdom. Because we can get beyond ourselves and we can think that it is us. But it is the wisdom of God. But because of everything takes in place, the earth is still travailing. Even even now, the earth is still travailing. The earth is still going through birthing pains. Because in the beginning, we were not supposed to be with thorns and thistles. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. All right. Look at Ezekiel. Chapter number 31, Ezekiel chapter number 31. Remember I told you we we, were going to be kind of surprised when we look at Eden? All right, I'm going to show you something in in Ezekiel chapter number 31. Looking at verse number 9. And God is still talking about Lucifer. He's still talking about Satan. Now, in chapter number 31, verse number 9, it says, I have made him fair by the multitude of his branches so that all the trees, watch this, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. Tell me how do a tree envy? how does a tree envy <laughs> so what were those trees that was in the garden N- naturally I, we go outside and we look at those trees those trees cannot envy one another so what does that make those trees Think about it. Think about it. Think 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 about it. See we've been taught we've been taught something differently, but the scripture backs up the scriptures. It says it says now all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God, they envied him, talking about Satan, Lucifer. Don't people envy people? Interesting, right? Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, look at verse number 16. Verse number 16 says, I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall. Well, who fell? Satan. He says, when I cast him down to hell... With them that descend into the pit, and all the trees of Eden, the choice and the best of Lebanon, all that drink water shall be comforted in the nether parts of the earth. When he was cast out, there was a sound made. It, 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 it literally shook the earth. It shook the earth. Just the, just the sound, the Bible says, of his fall. And then in verse number 18, look at 18, he says, To whom art thou thus like in glory and in greatness among the trees of Eden? Yet shall thou be brought down with the trees of Eden unto the nether part of the earth. It doesn't matter if man go out and cut down the trees out. <laughs> it's not going, it does affect man, but not in a way when 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 Lucifer fell. See, w- we have to, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, expand your mind. <laughs> expand your mind. Expand your mind. He said, you are brought down with the trees of Eden. Remember what? In Ezekiel chapter number thirty eight, it talked about how those other trees was envied. They were envy. Envy means jealous. Do you think those trees out there are jealous of one another? <laughs> In the natural, do you think those trees are jealous of one another? So where does that take your mind? Where does that take your mind? You think about it. Somebody said, Well, Lord, about, you know when I tell you our upper Holy Spirit gave me this. He said, "As an upper and a lower Eden. Adam and Eve was placed in the lower. The angels, in actuality, they were in the upper Eden. And the delight of God. This is rich. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, we're going to revisit Genesis chapter 3, verse number 18. We're going to revisit Genesis chapter 3 verse number 18. We're going to revisit it. All right. Genesis chapter 3 verse number 18. It says, Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. We talked about how now they have been reduced to eating the herbs from the field when they were used to eating the fruit from the garden. All right. Now think about it. If you've been, um, accustomed thank you holy spirit well, if you've been accustomed to eat a certain type of food in your life if you've been accustomed to eat a certain type of food in your life and all of a sudden you are reduced to eating something a lot less um are you going to enjoy that see that's what happened with adam and eve they were accustomed To eating the fruit of the Garden of Eden. However, because of man independently, independently disassociating themselves from God, going on their own will and their own emotions, they were reduced to something else the herbs of the field. It's amazing. If you're used to eating steak and all that other stuff they be talking about eating, and all of a sudden you got the, which we may be reduced to, to eating beans and vinyls and all that, that should be a rude awakening, right? If you, if you are at a point where you're used to having, and then you get to the point where you don't have, it's a rude awakening. It, 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 in fact, it is a shock. But everything that man did, it not only affected man, but it also put the earth into travail. veil. Because now we end up with thorns and thistles. Thorns are designed to choke out the word. See, when we look at thorns, people can be a thorn in your life and they can choke the word out of you. They can be thorns. You know, Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh. But that thorn in the flesh really it came from Satan. It was God's grace that kept him through the process. But you can have a thorn, Lord have mercy. I mean a thorn in your flesh. But it and sometimes that thorn will choke some. Choke some stuff out of you and, and, and bring up those thistles. See, those, those thistles there, when you think about a beautiful rose, you see how beautiful a rose is. But it has a protection. I hear you, Holy Spirit. It has a p- protection mechanism called thistles. The rose is beautiful, and when you put your hand to it, and if you put your hand to it incorrectly, then you're going to get pricked, those those thistles. The adversary always allows p- p- uh, thistles to come in our lives and try to take away the beauty that God has on the inside of us. But yet those same thistles are designed for protection. We're like, okay, how? God, why did you let this happen? It could just be for your protection. Hmm. Thorns and thistles, thorns and thistles. Let me show you something else. Let me show you something else. Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse number 31. You see, until man acted independently from God, verse 31 in Genesis chapter 1 was in place. Verse number 31 in Genesis chapter 1 says this, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was what? Very good. It was very good. In the beginning, everything God made was very good. There were no thorns and there were no thistles. Not until man independently decide to do it his way and not God's way. How many times have we acted independently from God and did it our way? Am I the only one guilty? (laughs) We acted independently from God. And when we act independently from God, it brings about results that we really don't want. And it does not just affect you or me, but it affects every, everything around us. What man did, it affected the earth, the creation. The Bible says that in, in the book of Romans that it is still uh, groaning. It wants to be set free. What we see is not how it actually was in the beginning. Because the way it was in the beginning is totally different than what we see now. The earth is travailing. It goes back to what I said earlier. In Ireland, that volcano over 60 million years ago, that, 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 that volcano, it was lying dormant until a couple of years ago. All of a sudden now it's erupting. Things are happening. The things that we see are not normal. It's getting worse and worse and worse. But it has a purpose. It has a purpose. These things have to happen. They 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 have to happen. God says everything that He made it was good. So what we see now that was not the way it was in the beginning. I in my in my spiritual mind I can imagine. When Adam and Eve acted independently from God, and they got put out of the garden, they got put out, and they ended up in a whole different land. That Oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. That's just like going from having to homelessness. That's for like going from having a roof over your head to somebody laying on the streets. My sister was sharing this moment, we were talking and, and she talks about how that, that this lady was sharing about how her this woman was 85 years old and she was living on the streets. Homelessness. Homelessness, I mean, that's got to be a shocker. It was a shocker. Think about our own personal lives. If we end up homeless, can you imagine the people in California and, and Atlanta? In a, I mean, I can't even begin in my mind to think about the, the shock. You wake up one day and you got it all, the next day you land laying on the street. Looking, looking, and hoping that somebody will give you a piece of bread. See, our world is in in, in a bad situation. But it was not made that way in the beginning. The earth is travailing. It's going through birth pains. Many of us are going through birth pains. Let, let, let me, let let's go to, all right, let's go to, go to the book of Jeremiah, 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 chapter number 12, Jeremiah, chapter number 12. Y'all remember, we talked about those trees in, in, in Ezekiel and talked about how they were, they envied, envied Lucifer, huh. the trees of Eden, they, they envied that lets us know those weren't actually tree trees in Edom. They were people. You get to follow the scripture. All right. Ex- Jeremiah chapter number 12. And we're going to look at verse number 11. Now, verse number 11 says, They have made it desolate. And being desol- desolate, it mourneth unto me. The whole land is made desolate because no man layeth it to heart. See, what we see right now, the earth is in mourning. It wants to be set free. It wants to be set free. It's in mourning. It's in mourning. I remember when I was, and I can't remember it was Jerusalem or Haiti, And where we went to one island, they had the most beautiful flowers you could ever see. The beach was beautiful. But you go to another part of the same country, and it looked like a wasteland. See, what we have to understand now that the earth is in travail, the earth is in pain. Now, look at at verse number 13. Verse number 13 says this, They have sown wheat but shall reap thorns. That's why we have to be careful what we sow. Mm. They have sown wheat, but shall reap thorns. They have put themselves to pain, but shall not profit. And they shall be ashamed of your revenues because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Now look at that. You're sowing one thing, but you're reaping something that's going to choke out your harvest. That's why we have to be careful in what we sow. When I'm talking about sowing, I'm not necessarily talking about about monetary money sowing. That's what's wrong with the world now. They're so busy about sow the seed, sow the seed, sow the seed. They don't understand that the seed is the word. We need to be sowing the word. (laughs) We get caught up, confused. But but look at what it says now. They're going to sow wheat, but they're going to reap thorns. And then it says, they have put themselves to pain. Sometimes we put our own selves in pain. We look at somebody else and say, is that for no? You put your own self in pain. (laughs) So we have to be very careful. But we got, see, the the same way that the earth is, is in travail, the Bible also says man is also in travail as well. That we we're, we're growing, we we want to be clothed with that new nature that we're going to have. I often time people say I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, and I always tell them, well, if you're ready, God ain't meant for you to go. But the fact remains, we long, or we should be longing, to be clothed with the things of God, with that with that new body. To be clothed, all right. See the the earth is. Is in bondage. What we see, the earth is in bondage. All right. Now, let's go now. Let's go hmm, to our last verse. All right. Let's go to the book of Revelations. Revelations, chapter number 2. The book of Revelations, chapter number 2. The book of Revelations, chapter number 2. Revelations, chapter number 2. Revelations, chapter number number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 7. Revelation chapter 2. This is the final redemption. Final redemption. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree Of life, show you something. Which is keep this up. Which is in the midst of the paradise of God. There are two things here we want to look at. I want to ask to keep that verse up so we could literally see it. All right. He says to him that overcometh, he says, "I will give to eat of the tree of life." What's missing? In the Garden of Eden, it talks about the tree of life, and it also talked about the tree of good and evil. In the final redemption, Satan's not going to be there. (laughs) He ain't going to be there. Let me show you the next thing that's interesting. It says, where is the tree of life? Which is in the midst of the paradise of God which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, when you look at Genesis, from Genesis to Malachi, and you look at the word Eden, it stops in the Old Testament. But what happens now, you will find the word paradise in the New Testament. So we're moving from eden to paradise now paradise in and the greek means to be happy um there are different definitions for paradise Uh, a place of, of, of of blissfulness see paul was saying that he was caught up into the third heavens and he talked about paradise when he talks about the paradise, he, wasn't talk, he didn't say anything about Eden. Remember we, we talked about there's an upper and a lower Eden? And man is placed in that lower Eden because that word put there means to rest. He was placed there. He was rested there. But nope, when they got put out, God called for the Sherbrooke's sustain God on the outside and Adam and Eve could not go back in. So that upper Eden is, is where the angels are. See, that, that that's that heavenly realm there. Because in the beginning you have to know that it was the angels that was here before man. Satan got kicked out. He was corrupt. He committed treason. But because of what man did, man acted independently from God. It put everything in bondage. But at the, the end results is this. There will come a reckoning day. <laughs> there will come a redemption time. When God himself, Christ himself, he will be the light. And what we see now, we won't see it again. What we're going to see is the paradise. So we've got something to look forward to. It's not what we see now. This is the result. Which What we see now is the results of man, mankind's fall. The thorns and the thistles, because that's not the way it was in the beginning. In the beginning, God was saying everything he made was good. And because he acted in the, I don't know why we keep saying that, because he acted independently from God, what we see is the results of man's sin. But God will have the final say so. And the final redemption. The final redemption. We'll be moving from, I don't know, I mean, I can't, I can only envision what Eden was like. Because man was put there to dress it. (laughs) That's what the Bible say. He wasn't wasn't put there to work it. He was put there to dress it. But now we're going to enter in to a place called paradise. You know the Christ, the two thieves on the cross? Christ tell said, you know, this day.